Hey everybody, how you doing? This is Bill Williamson. This is Silver and Black Pride. How you doing? This is our pregame podcast for week 14. Week 14 already. Raiders hosting the Indianapolis Colts. Big game. Playoff imps for sure. Um, Raiders got three home games. Next three games. And then road game against the Broncos. So it's Colts Sunday week 14. 1 o'clock start, 105. The next Thursday, Chargers, who are a mess, at home. Thursday night game. Then, day after Christmas, week 16, night game, Dolphins, home, another big game. And then, January 3rd, at Denver, last road game, unless it's a playoff game, in week 17. So, we're getting an itty-gritty. I'll talk about the news and notes and talk some preview and get you out of here. Because you know, like, I don't like sitting here and yabby, 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 yab. I'm here to make you the smartest fans in the Raider Nation. I tell you this all the time. This team is your passion, but you have job and family and other obligations. This is my job. This is my job to tell you as much as I can about this team. And we do it quickly, and we do it lightheartedly, and hopefully we have a little fun. You want to call me an idiot? That's fine, because I can't hear you. But anyways, um, you know, about really interesting, I have something coming out Wednesday morning on Silver and Black Pride. This is going to be available all everywhere where our great podcast network is available on Thursday, Tuesday night. It's halftime of the Dallas-Baltimore game, bit of root for Dallas. They're losing. Uh, playoff implications again. But uh, anyways, and then it'll be on the site on Wednesday morning. But early Wednesday, I have a post on home teams or have the road teams are winning more in the NFL than the home team through 13 freaking weeks. It's amazing what no fans in the stands have done to this league. It's just a football game. So travel doesn't bug teams. Hotel stay don't bug teams. It's the fans in the stadium that is the problem. So interesting. We're learning a lot about everything this year. And in the NFL, they're learning the value of the fan. And the Raiders are living proof of the stat. I mean, they're 5-2 and two on the road and 2-3 and three at home. So they better change that trend at home here. Because they got to get in the playoffs, and they better win the home games. I mean, this this schedule is set up to get to the playoffs. So I just find it really interesting, really interesting. So, I, you know, that Jets play, that Henry Ruggs, 46-yard touchdown, I mean, that play just doesn't happen often. And that was the whole point of my podcast Sunday night after the game was, this is memorable. Yeah, you probably don't feel very good after needing a miracle to beat a winless team and losing to a crappy Atlanta team last week. Probably feel better after losing to Kansas City two weeks ago. But, hey, it's 75 and it's a win, and they would have been cooked had they lost that game. It was just a, a miraculous game. Play, we all know Greg Williams' stupid decision. Cover zero, max blitz. There's 13 seconds, no timeouts. You seal up those those uh, sidelines. You seal up the 
you seal up the end zone, you only you'll give them the middle of the field. The Raiders are going to lose that game, but no, they put Rugs, they put Lamar Jackson on Island Rugs, and boom, bam, done. Greg Williams fired. Um, Adam Gay said he didn't really know that was happening until the ball was snapped. And NFL analysts are killing, killing, killing Williams. You know, John Gruden because kind of like, well, what about us? And he's right. You know, it takes two sides to complete a play. 46-yard touchdown pass, especially in that pressure, is hard no matter what. That wasn't a gimme. What Williams did was he gave the Raiders a chance. Had he not called that play, they probably had no chance. Very little, itty-bitty chance. But he gave them a chance, and they finished the play. And the Raiders deserve as much credit for that play as Greg Williams does the blame. Right? It was a great NFL play. And I asked you guys to help me name the the, the play. Because, you know, I mean, there's the Holy Roller. There's Sea of Hands. There's Ghost of the Post. That might be my favorite. I mean, I was old enough to remember. I was little then. But I remember that Christmas Eve. Awesome, awesome, awesome moment in life. Man, that was a great day. Anyways. Um, so what's the name of this play? I, you know, I had, we, we, we had a bunch of options. You know, I think Cover Zero Hero was probably the, the winner. Um, you know, O. Henry. Rugs Burned. Pretty funny. Escape from New York. Pink Slip Sling. Uh, we we had a few. There, there was good ones, but it was a lot of fun. That's what we do in this community. We have fun, and we and we take these moments and we really stretch them out and and, and enjoy them. And, and we're gonna have a T-shirt available. Be sure to check that out. Because again, I I tell you guys this all the time. There's only sixteen of these, so when you win, and then when they're special, memorable wins. You really got to soak them up. And there's been some special, memorable wins this year. Kansas City, Chargers, this. First win at Allegiant against the Saints. So, I mean, just soak that one up. Josh Jacobs, now some bad news. Josh Jacobs and Jonathan Abram may not play this week. John Gruden said it was leaning towards that. We'll know more tomorrow. Maybe no Damon Arnett either. Um, maybe we'll see on Trent Brown, who's on to 53, but those certainly aren't great signs. They're bringing back Daryl Worley, who can play corner, he can play slot, and he can play safety, so he might be able to play a little bit for, um, Abram. Thing about Worley is he wasn't very good. He started 24 games in two years for the Raiders. They've made no efforts to bring him back, including 15 games started last year. They made no efforts to bring them back. They added people in free agency and in the draft at the position. And he went to Dallas for one year, three million. He gets cut by Dallas. He's on Buffalo's uh, practice squad. He was active for one game of Buffalo's act. Buffalo's practice squad. He's now on Raider. Is he a saver? No, but he knows the system. He's a veteran and he's versatile. So let's not expect miracles, but he's okay. How about Carl Nesbed being a healthy scratch? 
on Sunday. John Gruden said he didn't have a great week of practice and they wanted to see Vic Beasley. Well, great, but Carl Nesbitt signed a three-year, $25-plus million contract with $16.5 million guaranteed. He has 1.5 sacks, and he's getting healthy scratch. You could have got Vic Beasley in free agency this last year before he signed for Tennessee, and he got cut by Tennessee. I mean, that was a big whiff. If, you, if you're already giving, if you're already not giving up on Carl Nesbitt, but deciding that he's not good enough to be in one of your rotational players at the defensive end position in week, in year one, I mean, Littleton's playing a lot less than Morrow. Morrow outplayed, outsnapped him again for the second straight week since Littleton has been on the, uh, came back from the COVID list. He was gone for two weeks and Morrow outplayed him. Morrow played 60 snaps, and, and Littleton played 34. Littleton's getting paid $36 million over three. Malik Collins getting paid 6.5. They had a bad free agent year. Really, they're not getting much out of the um, the draft class. There's some. I mean, hey, the, the Ruggs player was great. We still got to hopefully that ignites him, and we see more plays from him and more targets. Frankly, where's Brian Edwards been since he's returned? And, and again, it's hard for rookie receivers to do well, <clears throat> but there's a lot of rookie receivers doing well. <clears throat> I'm not really worried about Williams. Let's get him. Completely healthy, get him an NFL offseason like he had this year, and I think he could be a starting quality player. But I'd like to see glimpses of that in the end, you know, as the season gets to the, you know, winds up for sure. Uh, what else we got going? Tony, I just love getting you guys the news. And, you know, talk about there's so many. That was a really good rookie class last year, right? Queen Farrell had a good game the other day. Um, and, and and they're playing pretty well again this year. Well, I want guy I want to see more is Foster Moreau. Foster Moreau tore his knee up a year ago today. Really ugly, freakish play. But he practiced in training camp. He's played all twelve games. He hasn't. He's practiced regularly during the season. So you can't use injury as an ex, a reason why he his production isn't going isn't much. This guy had twenty five targets last year. He has. Four catches on just five targets. Five targets. And he's been not he's been being out snapped by Jason Witten. I never really understood the whole Jason Witten thing. I know he's a leader, I know he's a future Hall of Famer. I know he's he can block in situations. I know he's a decent short yardage receiver. But Foster Moreau is a guy who drafted the fourth round last year. He's twenty three years old. He has a chance to be a real compliment to Daryl Darren Waller. And he's shown flashes as a rookie. Give him snaps. He actually, this week in the Jets, he actually had more snaps than Witten. And he had, Moreau had 20 to Witten's 16. Last week, it was Witten 17, Moreau 8. And that's kind of been the story all year. So maybe this is a good sign. Because you know what? I think they really, really need to do that. Raiders are bringing in Spencer Ware former chief for a workout maybe they maybe they want to replace theoretic maybe they want maybe they think uh, Jacobs is going to be out a little while who knows Daniel Ross a defensive tackle they signed from Dallas as a free agent 
Um, they cut him yesterday to make Trent, make room for Trent Green. Excuse me, Trent Brown. And uh, Trent Red, Trent Orange, Trent Green, Trent Brown. Tr Trent Brown. Anyways. Um, and so Daniel Ross, they wanted to put him on the practice squad. Well, he gets claimed by Jacksonville. So he's gone. Thanks for the memory, sir. So, yeah, what, else, what am I just looking at? I'm just looking at my notes and that because I like doing you guys real time. Run defense got to get better. Got to get, but the Jets just gutted them. That's got to get better because the, the Colts can run the ball. Colts can run the ball. So let's just wrap up the show with a little Colts talk. Got to stop Buckner, DeForest Buckner in the middle. Um, again, having Trent Brown. Back will help if he's playing this week. The Raiders' offensive line struggled the last two weeks. Um, the Raiders played well against Phillip Rivers, who turned 39 today. Um, they played well in the last few years. They, they got to continue that. I think Phillip Rivers has a better team around him than he did in the last few years at the Chargers. But get some turnovers. Make him, make him give the game to you, as he did last year. Stop the run. Don't let the uh, Colts' defense take over. The Colts have a very good offensive line. The Colts are pretty good. You know, this is going to be a tight game. The Colts aren't great. They're beatable. The Raiders can beat them, and the Raiders can beat anybody. I think they've proven that. I mean, hey, they, they beat the Chiefs, Saints, and, and Browns, and they beat the Jets. Got to stay the course. You got to be improved in all facets than you were the last two weeks. You gotta take that energy from the Jets win, and you gotta turn it into a great week of practice. And you say, you know what? We have a chance. We were saved. Our playoff chances were saved. Let's go win. I think it's gonna be a four-quarter game, a sixty-minute game, in fact. And I think it's gonna be entertaining game that the Raiders can win. But they have to be a lot more smoother and smarter, and just they have to be sharp on both sides of the ball. No turnovers, get turnovers, and no dang penalties. And there you go. If they do that, they win this game. I really think so. So, again, quick show. I hope I made you smarter. I hope that you laughed a couple of times. And if you're laughing at me, that's cool. I don't care. People always say, you sound drunk. You know what? You should see me when I am drunk. I sound really sober. So it's just one of those things. So, all right, guys. Take care. Thank you. This is Bill Williamson, and uh, this is Silver and Black Brian. Talk to you after the game.